Now, a motion picture so grand, so magnificent, and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who is Joan of Arc? And Ted. Hello, everybody, and welcome, or should I say, hey, dudes, and welcome to You'll Probably Agree. <laughs> Today, I got the deuteracious <laughs> Pat McDonald on, and I'm Mike. Party on. Yeah, party on, Pat. Be excellent to each other. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, be excellent to each other. And that, I mean, that's on, a philosophy dudes. for now, Mike, you know, uh, <laughs> be excellent to each other is what we need right now. So Bill and Ted always had it right. And that's part of the intro. Go ahead. No, exactly. You know, that's what I love about uh, Bill and Ted is uh, yeah. I, I was wondering, like, you know, how, how could this kind of corny 80s movie live on till right. today? And the thing right. was, is it has this positivity that exuberates beyond the screen. And I agree. Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't have like that sort of like fake positivity that you see in kids films where it acts like it's happy, but really there's sort of like this mask there's, of cynicism yeah, underneath it. Right. There's no cynicism in it. That's what's so amazing. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed seeing the first one. Second one, I'd never seen it. I thought I had. But I know I'd never seen it after I started watching it, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because like I re I think I remembered a lot of the second one more than the first one because like interesting. I was, yeah, yeah, that then, makes sense. Yeah, like not because like of how good it was or anything, but just because like when I was a kid, that was like, you know, the first one came out what like in '89 or something like that. Yeah, I was like maybe five years old then. Right. And then 92, like, I was like, right. maybe seven. I'm sure you remember the cartoon as well, right? Uh, actually, no, I never saw the cartoon. I didn't even know there was a cartoon. I didn't either until yeah. I, I looked at Alex Winter's IMDb page. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Uh, yeah, Alex Winter, I guess, like, switched to a, uh, a career in directing. Yeah, and he he's, done some, he's done some pretty good stuff. I was surprised. Yeah, I, I thought like, oh, poor Alex Winter, you know, yeah. he just disappeared and nobody heard from him again. And you know, I guess the case was is that he switched to a career in directing a ton of documentaries, did like a lot of political yeah. stuff. Doing documentaries. Yeah, right. like a lot of documentaries about sort of uh, uh, the corruption of the internet and how people are being spied on and stuff like that. Well, he did one based on the Panama Papers, which was just about how the rich rip off everybody else. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, party on. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's <laughs> speaking funny. of which, go ahead. Oh, oh, no, go ahead. Well, speaking of which, the thing I want to bring up at the top of this is that I think Wayne's World ripped off a lot of stuff from Bill and Ted, I have to say. You know, Bill the... the the pairing, the, the, the kind of cluelessness, the, uh, the party on attitude, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, I was wondering what came first, whether it was no, the no, definitely Wayne's Bill World sketch. Came first. Yeah. Because I, I met Mike Myers in the 80s, and he wasn't famous yet, so. Oh, uh, okay. So, yeah, he definitely, they definitely ripped off a lot of that from Bill and Ted. I mean, um, they gave it their own spin and everything, but it's, it, it, the roots of it are Bill and Ted. Yeah, 
Uh, yes. Yeah, I just wanted to say that at the onset. Yeah. Not so, that I don't. I love Wayne and Garth and everything like that and Wayne's World, but take that Wayne's World. I I haven't seen <laughs> Wayne's World three yet. Where's that oh, I haven't one? Either. I know yeah. I've seen one and two, but not three. <laughs> no, there is no three. That's the yeah. <laughs> ah, Well, now that Bill and Ted have come back, I'm sure Wayne and Garth will follow because uh, uh, I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I will say. I don't think say, Mike uh, Myers really necessarily wants to work anymore. He made so much money from Shrek. Yeah, is that what it is? Or I yeah. heard, I heard rumors yeah. that he was difficult to work with in Hollywood. Well, but I, maybe I, you just just watch an interview and you can see he's difficult to work with. <laughs> was he difficult for your interview? <laughs> oh no, it wasn't uh, an interview. He was just on an improv uh, show with a friend of mine. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I'm t- that's why I said there's no way that. Bill and or Wayne's World came first because Bill and Ted um, had already it was already nearly out. I think oh I met Myers in '89. So yeah, wow, yeah. wow, amazing! It's amazing how time flies these days. And there was uh, a very tall redheaded guy with him, Conan O'Brien. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, he did live in uh, Lakeview for yeah. a bit. He was like across the street with uh, Jeff Garland. Across the street from Wrigley Field. Do you know uh, Brian McCann? Yeah. I used to work with Brian McCann at Sears. He was a copywriter. And Uh. uh, McCann eventually worked for uh, O'Brien. But McCann was part of this uh, improv group that included O'Brien, Mike Myers, and um, Chris Farley. And they were touring. So it was all part of like either an IO or a uh, Second City thing. Getting back to Bill and Ted, here's what I love about Bill and Ted. It's like... It's one of those movies that's so so self-conscious that you can't help but love it. It's kind of like a a a time capsule uh, of its own Somewhat. time. Yeah, because like like when you think about movies back in like '89 or '90, like if this movie came out today, I think audiences mm-hmm. would rip it apart because of how Maybe. convenient the plot is and how many plot holes that there are. You know, like when they have their concert, how did they possibly prepare everything in the last <laughs> second with all these oh, lighting cues? It's cues. like a cartoon, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's Things happen because they happen. And the only thing that dates Bill and Ted is the phone booth. Everything else, to me, is timeless. Oh, and yeah. That's, that's the beauty of, of, of the, uh, the way they set up everything. I, I mean... And, and the one thing I'll say about Bill and Ted, the characters, yeah, they're clueless, but they're also very nice guys. They're, yeah. they're, they're not teenage rebels. They're just kind of clueless dudes who want to be in a band, who wanna, but don't want to work at being in a band, which is so funny. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great Believe me, I know about not working, but wanting to be into a band. So yeah. <laughs> it's taken me 10 years to get to a point where I realized that. But I, you know, it, I didn't, I wasn't in a band when I first saw the movie. And now I'm in a band and I see the movie and I totally understand their attitude. So it really yeah. makes me smile. Yeah, it's amazing. I think in today's internet culture, they saw Bill and Ted. There'd just be forums like, how did this happen? And how did that yeah, happen? Well, Everything that's... happened so conveniently. Eh. And the nice thing is back then, you didn't have the internet. That's true. People would just pick apart a movie where but... you just sit back, relax, and enjoy it. And there are some things that are a little outdated in Bill and Ted. You know, like they always 
throw around oh, the yeah. term fag in it and it's like oh. yeah the, yeah the f the, the fag word is is in there a lot yeah. yeah i saw that i saw that in the 70s movie the other day and but then again that was a, i mean when i was a kid i could call my brothers faggots and never get any backlash on it it wasn't it, it's again it's, it's one of those words that um you know the meaning has changed over the years and now it's become an epithet and I'm glad it's become an epithet. So, yeah, you know, I'm glad it's changed, but yeah, I mean, certainly it, uh, like during my childhood, we oh, yeah. throwing yeah, around yeah. that word I mean, left and right. You, like, yeah, you, you know, could, if something was dorky, they call it faggy or something like that. Right. I mean, after about, I don't know, it, it, it was post millennium when it became something that, you know, you couldn't necessarily say in public without context. Yes. So, I mean, I, you could still call some something, uh, you know, faggy, but it has to be in context. It has to be, it, it has to be in really good context. Yes. Uh, yes. Well, believe yes. me, believe me, on my six nineteen sixties playgrounds, I'm sure I heard the N word more than a few times <laughs> because I went to an all white Catholic school. So I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not. I can't think of anything specific. But why should I? Yeah, so. <laughs> but no. Outside of that, Bill and Ted is something that really kind of transcends time. It's it's something it that, that w we can enjoy whenever we see it because there's just such a happiness behind it. Yes, and, very and much I, so. Yeah, like you, you know, it's it's just fun to see. It, it doesn't have you know, it's so it's it's perfect to see during 2020, which is like the yeah. shittiest year I can remember within my lifetime. Uh, well, you know, I don't I don't know if they're gonna hit the hundred million with the with the new one, but the yeah. timing's good. The timing's good for a new Bill and Ted. I'm ready. You know, that's the <laughs> that's the, the the most incredible thing with Bill and Ted. I didn't include include it in my list of questions. But now I guess that we're on the topic. We could just, uh, I'm wondering if Bill yeah. and Ted 3 will act just like how they save the universe If Bill and Ted 3 will save the cinema because it's oh, interesting. Just, yeah. I'm wondering because it's kind of coming Woman. out. Yeah. That and Wonder Woman. Cause like, I know they're trying really hard to push Tenet out to, yeah, yeah, you know, to come thinking, out. I, I don't think that's the representational movie that you want to play want to put out there to save the cinema but have at it yeah uh, i mean you know uh, what was his other kind of uh strange science fiction movie i can't think of the name inception of it. Yeah. yeah it's like putting inception out there is is a savior and no it's not a savior it's an experimental film i think mm -hmm. tenet's the same way chris nolan yeah he can he can drive some business but not too much this and as you remember, Inception got mixed word of mouth. So, yeah, you know, Incep yeah, uh, uh, I'm not going to get into my whole thing about Inception, but yeah, I kind of feel yeah. like Inception part two. It does. It, it yeah. does to me too. And believe me, it, it, that's not a endorsement. <laughs> yeah. And I just think, I just think like, like Bill and Ted is sort of like a movie that would come out right as the theaters are beginning to reopen. I'm not sure yes. if it's going to it's be. Looking, it's looking like late July, correct? Maybe fourth week, July, early August. I think it's coming out like 
August 23rd or something like oh, that. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, actually, yeah, I get, while I'm talking, I could pull it up. Well, but, yeah, it does, it, I mean, it would be when the theaters are open again. Yeah. So and, I would assume by August 23rd, besides the, the states where the, the uh, cases are spiking, that we will have 50% capacity yes. at that time. Uh, it's listed for August 14th. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I, and the thing is, uh, I'm not sure if it's going to go straight to digital or if they or if they're going to hold off and let they it. They might go do theaters. a combo, man. They might do yeah. a combo. Whatever open is open, and then maybe wait a week and then put, make it available for VOD. Yeah. Now, I don't I think, know their strategy. Yeah. You know? I think it would be perfect for theaters because that that would be a celebratory movie to go sure. to the theater with because that's a movie that. It would make everyone just be happy to see each other, give everyone a good laugh, yeah. you know? Yeah. And yeah, you don't want to see like a crazy weird thriller, you know, as like the movie to bring everyone back to cinemas. So, well, I mean, again, uh, Inception 2. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see, yeah. How, we'll see how it goes. I'm not, I'm, let's not poo-poo it yet, but oh, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not I, a... I'm, I'm not, gonna. I think I love it because I just love all Nolan movies. But yeah. although Inception was extremely like, just I'd so like much of the dialogue I, was I think I might exposition. Pull that out again. Yeah. I do have a copy of Inception, and I should watch it again. I know. I I, I always nickname Inception. I saw it, I was just like, Neh. yeah. So anyway, moving on. The one thing I loved about the first movie in in seeing it again was that. It was a lot slyer than I thought it was in, in like, the anticipation was it was going to be the cartoon adventures of Bill and Ted, <laughs> and there wasn't going to be much substance to it. But I have to say, the commentary on the historic figures was pretty, pretty uh, fun. I, <laughs> I enjoyed that, especially Freud. Remember oh, the yeah. session oh, of the yeah. movie where, where uh, Ted's on the couch and Freud's analyzing him yes and then he goes okay well uh uh bill you're next and, and bill goes no i just have a slight edible complex yeah. which is <laughs> and i said that's a good joke man that's excellent all the all the freud jokes are hilarious in that yeah when he's um, hitting on the girls in the mall <laughs> or oh, just yeah. like, trying to oh, analyze God. them hilarious <laughs> hilarious yeah and then they're just giggling at these old men i mean Socrates. I mean, all that stuff was just really well done. And I think the first Bill and Ted was very organic, you know, time travel. And the one thing I'll say about the bogus journey is that they didn't go back to the well. A lot of these sequels go back to the well, not, not Bill and Ted. They went to the afterlife in the second one and, and to mixed results, mixed results. But, oh my God, some of the visuals in it were, were incredible. They spent their money on production design, not on script. <laughs> yes, uh, it's it's amazing when you think about Bogus Journey because it kind of followed along the path that a lot of sequels did post Empire Strikes Back, where it's like, oh, we're going to make the dark one now, you know? <laughs> and yeah, and this one is like Bill and Ted get thrown off a cliff and I, die. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily dark, but it's definitely a. A, 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 a darker tone let me put it that way they're, they're right because they they're they're killed yeah 
it's it's like it's like it's like return to oz you know it's like okay here's the happy one now here's this crazy fucked exactly. up drug trip you yeah, know that yeah, you're gonna yeah. see return to oz is uh, yeah very bizarre and i'm That's not so sure funny I'm not sure if Beetlejuice came out before this movie or if that movie came out after it, but it's like so many it of its visuals looked like just like Beetlejuice. Like when uh, Alex Winter, or I'm sorry, Bill's going to see his grandmother and he's going to give her a kiss. You're talking about Bogus Journey? Yeah, with Bogus Journey. You're talking about Bogus Journey? Yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice came out, I think, before Bogus Journey. So, yeah. Yeah, again, they spent their money on on the production design, which I mean, still the holds the, up. Yeah, the, right, it does. It does. I I said to Robin as we were watching, I said this looks like a European film. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I mean, the, the concept of hell being multiple doors that you go through. Come on, that that was really really yeah. highly. Of course, they're doing a satire to Seven Seal, and mm-hmm. and film cinema teases know that, but. Uh, it, it it really it really took it to another level i thought i, I but that doesn't make it a successful film <laughs> it's funny i i actually quite enjoyed it uh i thought structurally it was a little better than the first one because the first one <laughs> seems kind of like i'm not saying it's a better movie i like the okay. first movie better okay but structurally i thought it worked better because the first one just kind of seems like it's slapped together like it's abruptly uh-huh. going from one scene to the other and you're like we're here okay. now now we're here now we're here like yeah, we're yeah, randomly yeah. cutting to napoleon and his love right. for ice cream and now we're going oh, back I to love the napoleon stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. i'll tell you though it's funny you mentioned napoleon the sequence at the water park they could have cut <laughs> at least oh yeah 10 minutes i don't know how long that thing was but man i'm long. like get along why are you showing so much Napoleon in the water park? Yeah, it's like okay, we get the Waterloo <laughs> reference. Had, it was but, only yeah. a ninety. It was it was probably an eighty-nine minute movie, and they thought, well, if we cut that, we we'll have enough to put in the theaters. I, I think that was kind of what well, happened with Bill and Ted. Roll, yeah. yeah. Let's it's just like rolled in the Napoleon water park sequence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like they were just barely trying to make feature length with it because it's like hour twenty-seven. Yeah. Where the yeah, second yeah, one is hour short. thirty-three. Yeah, uh, but the 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 second one, I don't know. Um, it certainly, I they were obsessed with the fact that they came cleverly came up with we're going to do the afterlife rather than time travel. So once they establish that, that that becomes their motion picture, death being a part of the characters but it went off in such random ways mm-hmm. the, you know the two creatures that are the greatest scientists in the world yeah uh, what are they called the, the technicians or something like that yes yeah. stations or whatever they're yeah, called station. yeah. yeah i'm like that's just so biz- that's like that's like you're you're smoking a lot of dope and writing the script <laughs> and now we have yeah. two creatures come in man and they're just great and they, they are the smartest scientists in the world. And they're the ones that are going to build the <laughs> Bill and Ted robots, which I thought were funny. And, and, and they're going to appear on stage with them. But there was a real duos machina in the end where they go, oh, we'll go in the time machine and take 16 months off and bring in little Bill and Ted, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I, wonder if the, uh, I wonder if the princesses will reprise their roles in the new one except they'll be too old for Bill and Ted. As, as you said, now that Ted looks like an Asian woman. Oh, <laughs> that was meant to be private. Uh, <laughs> no, no. 
hey, that's how that's how Burt Reynolds looked when he first got his work. It'll all yeah. settle. It'll look better for the yeah. end. But but I always said that Burt Reynolds looked like an Asian woman when he. I think we're dudes. There's a, there's a rule about men plastic surgery. You only do it once. So you have to decide what you're going to do. Are you going to work on your chin? Or are you going to work on your eyes? You only yeah. got the two choices. If you work on both, you look like uh, an Asian woman. So there you go. Yeah. I don't and know. Nothing, if... No offense to Asian women because they're beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they they are. But but yeah. <laughs> but if you're, if you're doing if you're doing that as a dude, you got you 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 have to look out that you might look like one so there you go well keanu reeves i believe is part asian uh <laughs> no he actually is uh, oh he is okay yeah. well then there he is it all came out when he got the plan yeah <laughs> but you were right that's why he wears the beard because his face is so bizarre yeah uh you know, i mean it's kind of you can't look at it <laughs> i i don't know if his face is bizarre it's just that I don't think we're used to seeing him look like that. You know, we're used to the John Wick now sort of look. And yeah, exactly. Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, because he did he he didn't wear a beard though in uh, what was that independent film he did a few years ago at the hotel? Hmm. Oh, maybe he did wear a beard. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure which one that. Who else was in it? <laughs> his IMDb page. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't yeah. have his IMDb page up. I have Alex Winters up, so. Uh, okay. Um, but, no, it's it's funny. Like, yeah, I mean, I I don't think he got plastic surgery. I just think that he just, you know, that's just naturally how he looks. And he still no, looks I, I young. Think, I think he definitely has been under the knife. His skin uh, is so smooth. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's a weird thing to speculate about anyway. But, I, I uh, guess I, I give him credit though because I have another a phobia. rule: men shouldn't speculate on other men's plastic surgeries. Yeah, so. <laughs> I have a phobia of doctors, so I could I give them all the credit in the world. I could never go under a knife. Like I'm getting an echocardiogram in like two oh, weeks, Mike. and I'm like, I don't, I, uh, you'll oh be my God. fine. Yeah, you'll be fine. I know. <laughs> it's it's just general anxiety. We all have it. Yeah, yeah. So I I give them credit for actually getting surgery uh so yeah <laughs> but uh, but but to, but yeah it's it's a little odd when you watch the trailer for bill and ted three now because you could yes. tell like keanu reeves has really gone beyond that sort of <laughs> role of ted well, theodore logan but but he doesn't mind revisiting it i mean this will no. do nothing but help him yeah. because everybody sees him as that very tight-ended john wick character now and mm -hmm. here he gets a chance to be ted again i i jump at that chance and i'm glad he did jump at it and so. he seems like an amazing i think i mean now that we're going through the keanu sans you know it's keanu really sans, great right. because uh well the thing is keanu reeves is is you know going back to positive energy he's just like rumored to be this incredibly great nice guy and he's one thing that we could learn from such a contentious year is the power of love and respect. Right. And that's something that I think Keanu Reeves has. Displayed. Oh, Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah. Bill and Ted and Keanu Reeves and maybe even Alex Winter by, you know, the, <laughs> by an extent through his documentaries, you sure. know, yeah. Uh, they the, really um, have proven that they're beyond sort of the, it's funny, like they play these dumb guys on screen, and as we've learned, these guys are really 
uh, intelligent individuals, you know, that, that uh, stretch beyond their characters. I don't know if I can say the same about Dana Carvey and Mike Myers, uh, but, right. you know, uh, uh, but, Keanu, again, you know, it, the, the one thing I will say about uh, um, Bill and Bogus Journey is that William Sadler has had one of the great underground careers of any mm -hmm. character actor working. I swear to God, yeah. when I found out he played uh, Death, I was like, no way. The guy who was in Die Hard 2 as that mm -hmm. badass general and the guy who, uh, what else? Did he, I mean, he did so many incredible movies early in his career, you know, boom, 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 boom. And many Frank yeah. Darabont films. Yes, exactly. I mean, uh, so much uh, uh, stuff that he's done that was amazing in his career. And then now he's uh, coming back, I assume, as death. Yeah, in he's in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's he funny. was so funny and bogus. I, he killed me. <sighs> he, the whole, he stole the show I mean, with a comedy. Yeah, he really did. And when the, the final... Uh, um, when the final... Um, uh, concert came up i was like yeah death he's the best thing in this i mean he, to have to have to, uh, bill come back in the zz top beard and keanu come back with the you know the rock look again do a machina you know yeah oh now they are rock star. and i have to admit the rock song that they came up with the unite the world was not too bad it was pretty good <laughs> uh, rock uh, myself it better be good. I mean, it's a yeah, I know. To say the world. <laughs> and the montage afterward of all the magazine covers was classic. I, I loved it. You know, so, well, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Focus uh, Journey had its moments, but overall, as a film, I loved the first one. And nobody's gonna. You can't. You can't reheat a souffle, as Paul McCartney once said. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. You, I guess maybe you could only strike lightning once. But no, I, I mean, the first one, uh, the great, I wonder with the first one, how many people got historical characters or, or uh, figures wrong after that movie? You know, I'm thinking of the Hello. beginning, uh, I was thinking of the beginning of the film. When, you sort uh, of faded out on that last thing. I don't know if you recorded that. So. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I would, no, no, I'd say that statement again because on my end, your voice uh, cut out. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, so what I was uh, thinking is I wonder how many students got historical figures wrong after Bill and Ted <laughs> came out. You know, what they think about Napoleon well, Bonaparte, are they thinking, oh, he's that guy who really liked ice cream? Yeah. Or they Bill think Ted. of uh, a he maybe... loved uh, he loved water parks. Yes, he loved water parks. That was, it was, it. A, it was the park was called Waterloo. Another funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, but you they... know, Americans are fairly ignorant of history, uh, else we wouldn't have this president we have currently. But you know, it, it, those of course those who um, who don't know history are doomed to repeat it, as the old saying goes, mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe some adults do their reference to Napoleon is only through Bill and Ted. <laughs> it's funny. I just think like a lot of like adults probably are like Bill and Ted at the very beginning of the movie. They're like, who's Joan of Arc? Right. Know his wife? <laughs> played by played by Jane Wheatland of the Go-Go's. One of ah. my early crushes. Uh, yeah. 
the goat goes. So she was great. She was a great Joan of Arc. And, and, and again, the, the Joan of Arc taking over the aerobics class was freaking <laughs> hilarious. I was oh, like, that yeah. is so funny. The That's her are... concept of, of being a leader is to lead a, uh, a, a aerobics class. <laughs> yes. And, and, and Beethoven learning the synthesized piano. Oh my God. Hilarious. <laughs> again. Yes. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. I, there wasn't a lot of stuff with Abraham Lincoln until the very end. Very end, right. on dudes. Yeah. And he, he was, he was, uh, the, the Lincoln was, was kind of odd too, because he had a receding hairline. You need a Lincoln with a full head of hair. Yeah. Well, no, he then, wears the hat a lot, but he also had a good hairline. Yeah. So, and then that, there was, uh, um, ah, dang. Um, oh, yeah. With, with uh, Maybe I'm paraphrasing Honest Trailers here. But they're on this trailer of uh, Genghis Khan. It's like, yeah, I wonder if people are going to know that he was a mass murderer who killed more people well, than yeah, Hitler. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Again, he was very funny in his moment. Billy the Kid was funny in his moment. Mm-hmm. You know, Billy the Kid kind of saved him from the medieval times. That was, yes. <laughs> that was great. And Socrates I mean, I, is just really, a sweet old man. Yeah. I, you know, I was at my parents' house last week, and mm. they have like a mega system that you just you know they have the xfinity where you just talk in and mm-hmm. there the movie is so mm-hmm. i watch it really late night but i it was compelling enough for me to stick with it the whole way and enjoy it so i was glad i saw it again i'm, I'm glad that you mentioned this to do because I, otherwise i don't think i would have sat down to the two before seeing the third <laughs> now i'm caught up and i can see the third with with uh, references so there should be a lot of references you know it's, it's I'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping that missy pops up again in mm. three she has to she has to yes uh you know, oh she my ha- God. and she has to be a total you know she has to be a a, a gilf i guess a grandmother <laughs> you know because yeah because she it, it, that was her role they have to have missy show up again in some good comic way uh, I don't know how. I have suggestions, but let's leave it to the writers. So, yes. Um, it, the the funny the funny thing is, uh, I'm wondering because with... she was married to to Bill's mother in the first movie, and in Bogus, mm-hmm. she's married to Ted's mother. Who is she going to be married to in Face the Music? We'll uh, see. It'll probably be some famous guy. Honestly, well, I, you know, I, my my theory is it's either Bill or Ted, but who knows. Missy doesn't seem to be listed in the credits here for the third one, but I bet. Oh, no, here she is. Ah, spoiler alert. Amy Stock. Yeah. She's getting the same actress is going to play her in the third, huh? Mm-hmm. All right. There you yeah. go. Um, but How yeah. about Bill and Ted's fathers? Are they both dead yet? um let's see if they are uh <laughs> i don't see them yet in here so we don't know i mean okay. god ted's father ted's uh father. the character deserves to be dead <laughs> well he, he's a class i hey oh wait he he's had, there he had the handle in bogus journey being taken over by his son and then that character actor who i recognized you know uh bill entered his body so they both had to do that kind of improvisational imitating Bill and Ted, which I, I thought they did. Again, very funny sequence where they were at a roll call at the police station. So, yeah, <laughs> actually, uh, I, I take that back. He is in the credits. Hal Landry Jr. is Captain uh, Logan. Right. 
Excellent. Captain Excellent. Logan. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. And, I, I look forward to all of it. All yes. As God, Who, I, wait, do you, do you have Bogus Journey? Wait, I have Bogus Journey up here. I want to see the character actor who played the sergeant in it. Oh, yes. He does Hal Landon Jr., of course. Hal Landon Sr. was Thomas Edison. So the Hal Landon ah! family was, was very big. Uh, Amy, okay, so we're looking for the sergeant. Yeah, uh, in in bogus journey here. Uh, I'll keep talking. While we're fight. while we're going off of that, I, I the reason I picked Bill and Ted honestly was when I saw yes. that trailer, I kind of had this warm fuzzy feeling, where I'm like, you know, wouldn't it be great if we go back to the theaters, and we truly are excellent to each other, and it brings back sort of this communal feeling. And Bill you and Ted are, you is are a romantic, a romantic person. Sir. I am a very sentimental individual. <laughs> um, and uh, yes, I, you can never, I mean, I am the Steven Spielberg of sentimentality <laughs> when it comes to film criticism. That's why I love Spielberg. That's why actually Jurassic Park was number one in the box office because of the drive-ins, I suppose, this week. So, and also uh, Jaws and E.T., yeah. I thought that I thought that uh, I think it was Michael Phillips who made the point of why you just keep bringing back the same movies if you're going to do drive-ins. Yeah. Come on, get a little creative here. Yep. Yeah. But, but you got to put you got to put butts yeah. in the uh, in the car seats. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, I actually agree with Michael Phillips on that, but that's a different conversation for a different time. Well, there uh, you go. But yes, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm in charge now. I'm in charge. All right. So anyways, that was a Captain Phillips reference. All right. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Uh, <laughs> but you're all over the place, buddy. Reel it in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but, I don't see the, the guy who played the uh, sergeant, unfortunately. Well, that's okay. Uh, but, yeah. The, the, I, I just think I was just thinking of this movie because you know we kind of need that warm sentimentality now. We need something that brings us hope. You know, yeah, I mean, like the you know, I, I, I think the media uh, has done their part as far as trying to keep people grounded. Um, uh, you know, the concerts, the mm. uh, the thing like the Harry Connick thing on Sunday, you know, it, 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 it is what it is, you know, uh, your individual freak outedness to this whole situation is, uh, is something that, um, you know, we, you can't help as an individual, yeah. you, you react to it, how you react to it. Yeah. And, and whatever the media is shoveling to you is not going to either not help or help. Yeah. I have to say, you know, just as an aside note, ABC every day has a half hour program where they just go over the COVID stories. So mm -hmm. they've been able to get in depth into it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I, wa I, I watch this in the background sometime. And I'm like, I'm pretty impressed with this. This is a major network doing a in-depth uh, approach to the COVID crisis. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think anybody else is doing that. So, yeah. I, I, and I like how they do it in 30 minutes. Uh, yeah. that's, uh, I did a whole episode about sort of sensationalized media and how, well, I mean, you know, it's, it's always going to be it's terror porn. In it, a way, you got to call you know. it for-profit media because anything for-profit 
will be sensationalized. Yeah. When a, capitalist, a, a capitalist essentially is an evil person because yeah. they want greed. So if you have an evil person in charge of making money, you're also going to have an evil person in charge of the media. So mm -hmm. that's pretty much what you got to do. And I would say this to revert back to Bill and Ted. If Bill and Ted and <laughs> our universe was here and they saw the media and the pandemic and all that, how would they bring everyone together? <laughs> Would they have an in-home concert? Bill and Ted would not pay attention to anything except, you know, what's in front of their face or the rock band Wild Stallions. I think, I think maybe <laughs> they would go through the time machine and find I a cure in the future to coronavirus. Did you have, uh, did you get the impression that George Carlin did not want to do the second picture? That they gave him a very large check to reprise Rufus for about five minutes in the entire movie um no but then again i could see that point like he didn't seem like he was in the movie and he's like oh, well I, okay. I i think as they were developing the picture they they said well you know you're gonna be in it again aren't you and he goes i don't want to do it <laughs> he goes give me a large check and write a couple of cameo scenes and i'll be fine yes. so he that's you know I'll so, be kidding underneath they damn focused skin. on Bill and Ted and Hell in Heaven, which was fine. Uh, yeah. I, I quite that the the hell sequence was amazing. Yeah. The heaven sequence less so, but again, the touches of of stealing the costumes of the people who are going to go in. The old classic cartoon thing where you bring people off camera and you hear the ooh, <laughs> you know, of when you change, and then the costumes coming in. Always a good comic effect. Never, never, you can never go wrong with that comic effect. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I, it's it's always a uh, great. Uh, it, it's the the humor works so well in both movies. We talked about the humor yes. in the first one. Uh, I guess uh, we could get a little bit into the second one. Uh, it's funny. So, like again, it kind of is mixed results because there is a little bit of cynicism yes. in the second one. Well, and also, some... also, I just the premise to me didn't didn't work for a sustained kind of humor mm. especially you know you, you you get the feeling that they were making up things as they went along and the, and the first one you said you thought the second was more cohesive the first one it was more organic than the second one obviously yes. you, you had something you had to make up for the second one whereas going to the afterlife a great idea they didn't really know how to wrap it up in my opinion yeah, uh, yeah, because the first one, when it came to the climax, the conclusion, the, right. everything led up to that yes. big it scene. it led up to the history thing, exactly, yeah. which they delivered beautifully. Yeah. All the way to the last line. Hey, it get better. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, that's a classic last line. It's like nobody's perfect, you know? Yeah. Does he say, fortunately, they get better, or hey, they get better? I can't remember the exact line, but it was beautiful. And, of course, Carlin gets to deliver it, so it's like, yes. right on. Uh, right I think he just says they, they get better. The second one is we're not going to focus on Rufus at all. We're going to focus on Bill and Ted. But they yeah. Got, now yeah. that you mentioned it, I think, yeah, uh, Carlin might have not have wanted to do it as much, or maybe he was busy. I mean, it's funny because – Rufus is kind of like this kind of positive character in George Carlin's yes. comedy. Uh, he was really sort of a chameleon well, where he, he went from sort of 
uh, sort of like, you know, funny, everyday experimental humor, you know, like that Jerry Seinfeld, why do people do this? But of course it was better than what, I don't know. Well, I mean, sort of stuff I think too. I was, I, I, I don't think it was an image thing as much as a, you know, I don't want to be in the villain. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He looked more like, in the first one, he was looking like a character. In the second one, he was George Carlin doing his five days on the set to take care of the two uh, <laughs> I feel two like he, were in, he was in. Well, when it comes to the persona, I feel like George Carlin was like, well, now I'm sort of like this, you know, guy who examines all the flaws in society on stage. And I'm kind of beyond this. And I'm like, okay, well, we'll give you this much money. And he's like, ah. Yes, well, I, think yeah, I yeah. said it was a big check. You could yeah. tell it was a big check. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, the whole, I mean, again, I'm going back to production design. The second mm -hmm. movie, I would say a good 40 to 50% of it was production design. We got a bigger budget, so how can we make it look cool? And, you know, the first sequence with the, with the uh, students, you know, the gates of hell and all, everything having to do with hell. Heaven was a great set. You know, Wild Stallion concert was a great set, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so. and there's so many memorable <laughs> scenes in it. Actually, I think Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was my introduction to the Seventh Seal. And the... the <laughs> of course. The, the I would say it was... Uh, a hundred percent the introduction to most people to the seventh seal yes or some you know somebody who was ever doing reviews back then got to sit in there and go oh ha ha the seventh seal how clever yes that's when all the critics are like hmm let me show well, the my whole film thing. knowledge and they the whole thing you know they play chess <laughs> in the seventh seal and then they play again the board game thing didn't work for me because they oh, should Oh, no, just, I love that part. Well, yeah. they should have stopped just at, at, at the battleship, just bringing up all these bad board games. You know, I did like the, I have to say, I like the clue yeah. because, you know, everybody's so sure of themselves when they come up with the end of clue and they didn't get it. I, I have to and say, had Twister and the whole thing. Fell I have to say, I loved the entire board game sequence. Like it okay. could have gone on for too long, but I just loved how they kept doing each game, and each game just progressively gets funnier and funnier and crazier and crazier. Yeah. And William Sadler, you could just tell he's just having a blast with yeah, that he role. Did, he, yeah, he did a he did a like you say he he stole the picture a number of times. Oh yeah, because he's just sort of like he was kind of like this character we needed, who was like this dorky middleman right? right and we're always right. afraid of of death and stuff like right. that and here we're kind of like picking on death but not right. like in a mean way more like oh he doesn't know any better you right. know he's just trying to fit in well he was way. a perfect he's a perfect foil for a uh bill and ted to uh to parlay jokes off of so yeah they they were really into the terminator type thing because they kept doing the thing where they pull the skin off Yes. and show the innards so that was a big a nice nod to the terminator uh legend at that time uh well, had had two come out by the time they they did it i'm sure it had as a matter but of fact at least one had to come out and of course that had a lot of exposing skin and showing the uh metal men on it we're true metal men that, yes. i love it we're uh, true, uh, true metalheads now <laughs> as a matter of fact i'm glad you brought that up because uh, I again i thought alex winter and keanu reeves played both evil and good ted 
Bill and Ted very well. I'm glad you brought up that they uh, uh, Terminator because uh, from what I researched, uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey was number two in the box office behind Terminator 2. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not sure if Terminator (laughs) 2. That was quite a summer. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I remember seeing Terminator 2. And, and, and I don't know how old I was, I won't say, but I was, I was advanced enough in cinema studies by the point I saw two to kind of be somewhat disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. Only because, and now I appreciate it more, obviously, but only because um, the first one, again, is much more organic and much more mm-hmm. like a sci-fi picture. This mm-hmm. was like, well, we have Arnold is now a major star, so let's make him the major star of two. Mm. and and forget the whole consequence of terminator one Mm. and then to go into the rest of the terminator series my god (laughs) uh, that last one was was an abomination but uh i didn't even see at least they brought sarah connor back i heard (laughs) what happened when the last few seconds of the new one and i said yeah i'm not seeing that like out of principle i I would i would i would as, as as a curiosity, I think you you should see it. But I, I know the rest of the plot. I watched something that went over the whole plot. I just said no. Like, yeah, see, that's the problem with the with the internet is that you don't have to see any movie as long as you can go and get do your spoiler patrol. You know, so, there there's a whole thing about a video you were, game. You were you were talking nostalgically about not having an internet, so we don't mm-hmm. get spoilers for mm-hmm. Bill and Ted. Well. There, you just gave a perfect example about why mm-hmm. spoilers uh, are are the are are destroying uh, our enjoyment of the cinema right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going to be writing an article about how spoilers and in internet culture have kind of destroyed. I a look video forward game to it. I that... will. Uh, I will. Uh, once yeah. you announce the date of that article, I will <laughs> mark it on my calendar. Well, it's about a video game, but yes. Uh, <laughs> I like that you're going in the video because you, you yeah. do have good good perception, and that's something we need in that world. You know, we don't need those video boys. Yeah, yeah. Who know who know cinema and and uh, video at the same time. So I'm yeah, see uh, that you were doing that. Oh yeah, I would say if you're into art, uh, watch someone play The Last of Us. Uh, okay. It's phenomenal. Oh, it's the yeah. best. So. Yeah. I'm sorry, you cut off. Oh, I said I saw that going around. I saw that uh, you you know Rob Col- Colger, don't you? Um, I I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think so. Rob Rob is a uh, Oh, is, oh is, yeah, of course. Yeah, I know yeah. Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we talk all the time about Rob. video games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. he's I would call him besides you in our core. Yeah. Uh, the expert and congratulations by the way i'm making the uh independent uh, oh thank you there. thank you there you yes. go it's a, you really like me uh oh, yeah please. uh but but yeah bogus journey i will say i i i uh it was very different it had mixed results i didn't love it but i actually did quite like it um it was i liked it more than i thought i would I, yeah. as i said there, that's a movie of moments rather than an overall thing, yes. but uh, as I was, you know, doing my research for it, both movies have kind of upticked in the cult genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess two was kind of confusing to people when it came out, but now people love it. 
as part of the Bill and Ted, you know, uh, overall Bill and Ted. Now they're completing the trilogy. We'll yeah. have the Bill and Ted trilogy forever. And <laughs> you know, as a music, yeah, I'm very curious now to see how the new movie will play out. So yeah. I think on that note, we can. Uh, yeah, as a music fan, what what, what because that, that's why I was like, Pat would be great at this because you are far <laughs> more into music and bands and that sort of thing well, than me. So well, as, no, as a I music mean, fan, it's just it's just it, you know, rock and roll is is virtually dead, except as a side, uh, you know, basically dinosaur acts killed killed rock and roll as a as a movement and is something new. But uh, that, that so it's refreshing to see something like uh, the first one, the second one, because rock and roll is definitely the uh, the achievement in both pictures. So uh, yeah. Wild Stallion is the achievement in both pictures. You just wouldn't see that today. In fact, the reference to Faith No More in the second movie is just <laughs> like, is anybody picking that up? I mean, I don't really even know Faith No More, but I know they were a band, a popular band in the early 90s. So, uh, which, which part was that? The that was in Bogus Journey. Uh, yeah. One of the guys that come out of the phone booth in the beginning is in the band Faith No More. And then he keeps coming up sort of as a side note in the rest of the movie. Uh, so there you yeah. go. There's your well, rock there and roll reference. There was another rock and roll reference when they're at the gates of heaven and they said, what is the meaning of life? The, and then they say like something about a rose or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. But well, I think they were quoting their, um, their proposal to the princesses. Actually, it was lyrics from a poison song. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Bill and Ted too, again, it just kind of abruptly ended in a way. They're like, oh, we need a concert scene. Just yeah, again, you know, yeah. as I said, do a machina. You know, yeah. God favors the machine. So there it is. Well, to, to be fair, Deus Machina pretty much controlled the entire plot of both movies. <laughs> well, you know? I, again, I, I'm going to say the distinction between one and two is one was very organic and mm -hmm. led to the history presentation. Yeah. Whereas two... We didn't know exactly where it was going, but it, the last half hour seemed a bit manufactured. I'm glad I got to the concert and everything. I didn't need to see the concert, mm -hmm. but that was the whole, you know, w reason that two existed, I guess. And that's fine. I mean, when they were writing the screenplay for two, they're saying, we're going to end at the concert. How do we get to the concert? Mm -hmm. Well, let's have them go through the afterlife. Okay. And there's your film. Not yeah. as organic as one. <laughs> well, some of it did feel a little Deus Machina, where they're literally saying, I'm going to predict a sandbag falls on the bad guy. And then the bad guy's like, well, I'm going to predict a key. And they're That's like, funny. well, we predicted you predicting the key. That was funny. Yeah. That yeah. was funny. I mean, that was, that was about, um, they were doing the, um, the, uh, what, what, the paradox of times, time mm. travel before Back to the Future. Well, no, that was the same era. But they were kind of making fun of the paradox of time travel uh, in that whole sequence. That was a good one, too. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Well, uh, the director of the first one didn't want to do the second one because he felt like the second one was a parody of the first one, which the first one was a parody yeah, of, I, you know, time travel and rock and roll and stuff like time that. Travel again. Hey, Back to the Future kept the time travel the whole way. Yeah. Whereas Bill and Ted, even though it was a time travel movie, they decided not to do time travel for the second one. So good for them. 
<laughs> yeah. I wonder if Back to the Future was planned to be a trilogy. In the- oh, yeah, it was. Never mind. Oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah, they, were yeah, filming, yeah. they filmed two and three at the same time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Crispin Glover kind of threw a wrench into the hole. <laughs> well, I mean, he... I mean, justifiably, he yeah. uh, he had a beef. He had a legit beef and took on the system and won. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I read a story about Spielberg. He was he was uh, the one that was really, uh, he was the one that was determined to use Kristen Glover, even though he didn't hire him. Mm. Because he was so mad that he wouldn't do the second picture. Oh, so, so it's like a petty thing. A-hole too. He is an a-hole, but he... he I, I don't know about that. No, uh, he is... I've heard more great stories about him, but that was an instance where his power... Uh, have you read... Was it Raging Bulls and that, that book about um, 90s cinema? Mm-mm, but please uh, reference it to me. I would love to read anyway, it. Anyway, I'll, I'll send you a reference, but there's a Spielberg story about him comparing private jets... He said, you don't have a real private jet until you can walk out where you don't have to bend down. Well, I thought he was short anyway, so. Well, it, it wouldn't be hard for me. I'm pretty short, so, not, yeah. I, uh, I always, my Spielberg story was from the guy who did the voice of uh, Pinky in Pinky and the Brain, mm-hmm. uh, Rob Paulson. Yeah. He told me that when Pinky and the Brain came out as a separate show, they had a big party, and Spielberg, well, he also did the voice of... Uh, a Yakko in Animaniacs. Anyway, mm. and the day he said Spielberg came to one of our big parties on the uh, Warner Brothers lot, and he said he couldn't have been nicer to his son. Mm. So he says, as far as I'm concerned, Steven Spielberg's a god. Not only mm. does he give me my, uh, my, um, you know, my my paycheck, but he also acknowledges my son in a way that I was very touched by. So, yeah, Steven Spielberg, great man. Yeah. Well, again, again, I mean, when you get into show business or business of any type, there, there, there's yeah. stuff that people do that are petty. You know, people could well, probably I say mean, the things The Glover thing was very petty. And yeah. It was, it was meant to get back at a small character actor, and they, they really didn't need to do it. You yeah. Know, just, no, they didn't. They could have written around that much better than they did, and they paid for it. He got a lot. He got a lot of money out of them, and he also. Uh, help the uh, the Screen Actors Guild in in using images. So mm. it was but, an unprecedented case. Yeah, but I know Bill and Ted was sort of like that. Kind of came little after Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. So, but I I really believe that the production team got together and said we're not going to do time travel again because Back to the Future have taken it. So, uh, and I, I respect them for that. I respect yeah, them for I, that. I do too. Yeah. Focus Journey again has problems, but there's. There is a there are some sequences in it that are that are simply great. So yeah. I'm glad I saw it. Thank you for introducing it to me. And uh, <laughs> and now we're all caught up for three. So let's yeah. Uh, and there's to a, that point and uh, if, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get there together. So exactly because uh, like when you see the trailer to three, you see so many things from two. Yeah that kind of transition over. I'm wondering what in the story is going to transition over because at the end of two, you see Bill and Ted with their own kids on a backpack. We know she's coming. Yeah. I wonder if the princesses are still there. I wonder if they still have kids. I, you know, there's There's a lot lot to wonder about. We shall see come second week of August. Absolutely. In in this, this, this wonderful year of 2020. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it and it, it should be, 
hopefully it'll be in theaters again and hopefully we'll be yep. in theaters and it'll be safe uh that's a whole <laughs> other episode that i did that's a whole another i've been having those conversations with some of my fellow uh with some of the colleagues and there's 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 an interesting little uh, dichotomy i'm a fatalist so mm. i'll be there if they offer it but I, uh, some, yeah. some people are not like that you know and i understand i understand yeah. So I'm typo blood, so I can survive it. All right. Um, so on that note, <laughs> yes, uh, but, but no, on that note, thank yeah. you for coming hey, on. No problem. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, please. Uh, always a pleasure to be on the show. Absolutely. No, thank you uh, for helping me throughout the years. I am so honored oh, to cool. finally be an official critic and not just some guy who says, Oh, I just want to be a critic, you know? <laughs> No, no. I mean, it was inevitable, Mike. You've contributed yeah. mightily to to the cause, and uh, I congratulate the uh, Independence uh, Society for uh, recognizing that. So, oh, they've been party amazing. on, yeah, yeah. Party so, on, dude. Yeah, if there's anything that you'd like to uh, take us out on, what would it be? Be excellent to each other. Yeah, and party on, dudes. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Pat. Cheers, brother. Uh, yeah, we'll review. I guess we can review Bill and Ted when it comes out. And, yeah. And yeah. I'll be. I'll, I'll. I'll definitely come on to do that. Hell yeah! All right. All right, brother. Thanks, Cheers. Thanks a lot, man. All right, guys. All right. That's you'll probably agree. You can catch catch Pat McDonald at HollywoodChicago.com, and you can catch me at YPAReviews.com. The YPA stands for you'll probably agree. See you later, dudes. If you guys are really us, what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! <gasps> Bill and Ted's Excellent! Excellent! Excellent adventure. Party on, dude.